want to share with you a, th- <coughs> a thought from Rabshim Shimpinkas. That's how. Parshas um, of I think it's a, there's, a, there's a lot of insight into it. We'll see if we understand it. Um, okay. So, this week's parsha we're greeted with with the uh, beginning of the parsha and the last week's parsha. Abraham is 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 laughs that he's going to have with this, this child. Sorry, Mandel laughs at the beginning of the parsha. Later on, the parsha she's his name. The parsha tells him to call him Yitzchak. She calls him Yitzchak. Calls him Yitzchak. Everybody's going to laugh. Um. There's a lot of skoik, a lot of laughter in the world. Now she says that there was a lot of there was a lot of skoik in the world because of the Hashem Pakata Sora, the day that Bershom was Pakit Sora, many Akaras, many people had who had needs were were, were nifkat and there was much laughter in the world. Haladabrahu that Yitzchok, two things. We don't hear much about Yitzchok's life. Um, and what we do know about Yitzchak from, from our, our Masara, etc., is that Yitzchak was a very serious person. So you think a person who's, there's so much laughter bringing him into the world, and his name is Yitzchak, so he'd be a Batkin, you know, he'd, be, he'd be, go to Chastas and make people happy, and he would be a stand up comedian, you know, you'd think something of that sort, you know, Yitzchak doesn't fit the picture of this, this stand up comedian. You know, we, 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 the name like Yitzchak. We have a tremendous reality in our society that uh, recreation takes a tremendous part of a person's life. Uh, According to uh, various different uh, research Recreation, in all of its forms, is the largest interest in the United States of America. Between the, the all of the professional sports and all of the the movie and TV industry and all of the magazines and the books, and then all of the people which are going and doing some type of outdoor activities as recreation. By the time we're finished, the largest industry in the United States of America is the industry of doing of, of, of recreation. Right. So that that's a significant thing to understand. How a society can spend the vast majority of their time and their and their money is being focused on doing nothing. Like, what's the mashicha to that? What is the, what, what's what's pulling us towards that? Um, and we we have something called mischok, which is the, which is games. So you have to understand, like, so uh, it's a fascinating thing. You know, there's millions of people which are watching the, the, these games. And it's important to them, and they get all excited about it, and they're they're rooting for this, they're rooting for that. You know, when the, when there's when the when the when he when the guy scores, he gets a goal. You know, everybody gets all excited. Like, like, what is it? What's the mashiach of that which seems to excite people? To just you know say yeah, we tackle a little bit of sugar and a belt. You know, that's that's it. It doesn't seem to really describe. There seems to be there's much more of a, a some, some type of a depth of a message there, which is important that we should understand what it's about. Person is, is never Lisanagal Hashem. So what is the what is the greatest Tainug? The greatest Tainug is 
there's nothing else like that. If you read some of these uh, accounts of these people who have had you know, near-death experiences, you know, out-of-body experiences, and they all describe, like, after the person dies, they see this, this inviting, warm, pleasant light that they're being called towards. It's a tremendous tainug to be mischabed to Kodesh Baruch While we're still in our bodies, so we don't have that experience, but what experience do we have which gives that some, some approximation, approximation of that level of experience? What do we have? The answer is we have it, and it's called life. Now the problem is that most of us are so busy that we don't experience life. Where do you see? You see it by a young child, you know. Kids running around and just, he's just like totally happy. Why? He's enjoying life. That's like the phrase. Like just enjoying life. He has no responsibilities. He has nothing to do. Nothing's, he's doing, he's doing nothing. At the moment that you're doing nothing, you're truly doing nothing, and nothing is pulling at you, and nothing is, is, is making you focus, you're just enjoying being. Person says, you know, I went on a vacation. What I do, I just, I just let myself be, and it was so refreshing. So there's when we touch into the experience of Chayim, it's a tremendous time, simply because that's the that's the the, the place of the Hebrew to a human being in Kodesh Baruch Hu. We don't have a person can convince himself. That he has possessions. They're his. He has them. He acquired them. He owns them. Right? Persons, you don't have life. You can't hold it. When it comes time to come out, you can't hold it back. You have no control over it. Life, every, every reg of Chayim is the brush of giving. That's obvious to us. We sort of relate to the concept of Kenyan. You know, Iris Kaidas, the Chosugis, Babasas, Terperic, right? You know, it's mine. You know, I have it. Chayim is an Asina, Bechol Rego, Rego from a Kodesh Borduchu. So we are experiencing a Kodesh Borduchu at the moment of Chayim. The problem is, you know, little kids get that, and adults get so busy with. Life in, in quotation marks that they are not experiencing life; they're experiencing everything else but the feeling of just living. The aside of mischak of, of a game is when there's nothing. It's it, it needs by definition to be nothing because if it's something, then you're doing something. So we make, a ga- we make a game out of nothing. I told you over that you know, there's a maestro with Rav Katsu Levenstein. He spent a proof of time after Shanghai. He came to America before he went there to Israel. So Rav was a Kaddish Vitar. I mean, his own daughter said that they, that they lived in awe of him. They were like, they had a pocket from their father. That he was, he was, was So that's Aaron Rav just parathetically was uh, people who you know, experienced it said that during Shanghai he walked around constantly making jokes to keep the Bacham spirit up 
because he realized that they needed, you know, they didn't need the Muslim Shmuz, and they needed, you know, uh, but, so, Rukhatsu comes, he's in America, and one day he walks into Beis Medrash, and there's a big tumult going on in Beis Medrash. So he says, no, Vasekishem, what happened? He says, you know, Babe Ruth died. Where's the, where does Babe Ruth, who's Babe Ruth? So he's a baseball player. Vasekishem, baseball. What's baseball, you know? So he explained that, he said, you take a ball, you throw a stick at the ball, you know, like, you know. She says, no, it was, like, you know, okay, you know, like, now what's, you know, wow, like, you know, it's really intelligent, like a ball and stick. He says, he's very good at hitting the, 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 the ball with the stick, right? So he says, so what did exactly, what exactly was the main message of the, the, of the, the eulogies by the, by, the, by the funeral? Like, you know, that he was really good, but like, no, that's that, not what they said by the Leviathan, whatever. I can't imagine being in the position trying to explain to Rav Chatzkel exactly what baseball was. I don't think I'd enjoy that very much. But definition, you know, it's, it, we, we step back for a second and it's absurd. Right? But you see people which are emotionless people, emotionless people. They, things just don't really affect them. And they go to a game and they get all, you know, they're sad or they're happy, etc. You people go to a movie and they're sad and they're getting into the movie and they're crying, like, you know, they're crying for what? People should, something which is and, and they get emotional about it. Like, so, I mean, so just, just saying that, you know, people are strange doesn't seem to. The answer is for this moment, they've stopped being distracted by the whole world. And they are, they're touching into the world of Chayim. And by touching into the world of Chayim, they're having the emotions that a human being has in an, in an intense way. You throw into the fact that, you know, part of the Geshmak of Chayim is that I am alive, but part of being alive is that I'm more alive than you, because that's part of the, the human experience. So when I'm better at this nothing than you, it's even more Geshmak. Because there's a Nitzachan element in it, etc. I mean, I'm really alive. Because I'm like more alive than you. So that's the, the, the idea of, of victory and winning is so intense to a person. Over what? I'm much better at hitting a ball with a stick than you are. Like, wow. Like, when you re- reduce it to its... But that's not the point. The point is, we, we stopped life and we made it to Badafka. So I'm going to do something which is, 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 is very close to, quote unquote, real life. The things which you deal, normally deal with, etc., it doesn't have the same effect. She so said that the word Shashua is Oyisha, it's from the Lashem Oyisha Hashem El Hevel. The Bershem turns. Shashua is something which you turn, but Shashua, you know, whenever you have the word a double Lashem, Yoroik is green. Yirak Rak is an intense green. Adoim, Adam Dam, Katoim, Katantan. Sha and Shashua. Shashua is this intense focus towards something. To the point of a Shashua. The children love to play. Because play is all about not just enjoying life. And as you see, you see a little kid, you know, just running after ball back and forth, etc. You say, okay, now you have, a, you have a job. From now, I want you to make move the ball back and forth because I don't want to do it. Like ah, it's so hard, the ball. You know? I, a minute ago, you were doing it. I'll pay you money for it. No, but as long as you're not making a, a job, it's just enjoying life. The kids into it. Okay.
So, sounds like gamer is not a bad thing, right? It's an opportunity to experience the most intense time that we have. Yes or no? If we just experience life and so we, we stop at that moment, so deep down in the back of our minds, we understand that that is an experience of the Hebrew, to, the, 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 the point of Hebrew between a man and his creator. Because it is the Russian was the one who gives time. But if I can move that from the back of my mind into the forefront of my mind, if I can move that experience and experience it on multiple levels, it's going to be that much more pleasurable. The Heino. Um, he approaches this from, from a Kabbalistic approach. I'm going to try and see if I can make it as, as intelligible as possible. There's a concept which the Bala Kabbalah talk about Kikol Bashamayim or it's Whatever there is in Shemayim is down on the Oritz. Medrash, Parshish Shuma, Kichol Bashamayim Oritz. It says, whatever is Lamala, is Lamata. Lamala says, Sarfim Avdim Imaloi. Lamata says, Krashim, Ateshinim Oimdim. And the Medrash goes through a whole list of things which you have. You have Lamala and you have Lamata. So, how do you understand that Medrash? What's the point? So, Biruchman talks about this in Das Hachamusser. From a semi-cabalistic approach, it says we don't understand it. I mean, the pshat is that there is shemayim, there are srofim, and the brusha made something which here is a representative. It's a dogma. It's you know, it's like you draw a picture. The picture reminds you of something. So the the krushim oimdim, the atashitim oimdim, is a reminder of the concept that there's something in shemayim which is an oimed in front of a kadosh baruch etc. That's a mistake. There's a concept in Kabbalah which is called Hishtalshulis. Hishtalshulis means that the Russian creates a certain reality and it exists at different levels of existence. It's the same thing, just in our world it expresses itself in a very, very physical way. In a more Ruchnistic world it expresses that same thing in a different way. So the the Oymid which is, exists in the Oymid of the Malachim exists in our physical world in the form of Krashim. It's not two different things. It's the same thing being expressed in a different way. Taking that concept, Chayim can be a very, very physical thing. And Chayim can be a very Ruchnistic Kibbutzius. So you have a person who when he experiences Chayim, he reduces it to just the nothingness of Chayim, in the sense that there's nothing else but. That's all it is, and it ends up being a very physical reality. Or a person can experience that same thing called Chayim, even in this world, in a way where it's being experienced not just in the physical sense, but in the Ruchniya sense as well. What is that? That's called Torah. Rebaran spoke by the um, first annual Kala Malaba Malka, which took place 17 years ago. They haven't had another one since. It's still the first Kala Malka. It's not annual yet, but it's the first. 
and he was introducing the concept of kolel to the greater Washington community. And he's trying to explain, explain what was the unique thing that we're offering. So when Kolel was started in America, started by Barry Brown Cutler, there was idea of higher learning. There were higher learning institutes, but the purpose of learning after your stage X is to be able to get smicha to go into Rabonis or something of that sort. The idea of learning for learning's sake wasn't something which existed in America until it was introduced. Rishago Feibel introduced it in Base Medishalyu. And Rabarner introduced it that there was actually, it wasn't Rabarner that the Karlul started in, in Base Medishkavoya was started in White Plains, New York, by a group of Talmudim from Europe of different yeshivas that come back and they said they want to sit and learn. Rabbi Davis, etc. Rabarner came to America, they invited him to, to become their Rosh. And he took that group and he moved them to Lakewood, New Jersey, and that's how Lakewood started. So Lakewood did not start, you know, it's really started a, a year, it's about two years before Baron came, or I think it started already. So they asked him, what are you learning for? We're learning because we want to learn. But why are you learning? Because we want to learn. Right? It wasn't a goal. It was, this is, this, this is the goal. Elam Haba is the final spot. So what's the purpose of Elam Haba? To enjoy yourself and then become rabbis? No, that's, that's, the, final, that's, that's the final goal. Shabbos is the main Elam Haba because the point of Shabbos is what you're doing on Shabbos is you're now, you're there. You've arrived, you're finished and you're enjoying being there. Shabbos is the day that you're not doing anything anymore. You're just being. That's the Hanor. That's the Tainug, which we talk about on Shabbos. The Hanor of being. Pleasure of existing. Of, and feeling that existence is a, is a moment a of Hebrew to Kodesh Baruch Hu. The Bershom said that created a way that our minds can, inter, can interface with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's called learning. When we learn just to learn, to experience that moment... It's not a goal to anything else. If it is, it's going to, by definition, not have that pleasure. It's the moment of being together with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, Feeling that interface between a man and his creator. There's nothing more pleasurable than a man interfacing with his creator. That's the time a person is supposed to get when he learns. We don't always get that. Because, again, our mind is distracted. Our mind is focused on what's going to be afterwards. And once you do that, you're not enjoying the state of being. You're thinking about doing. You lose it. It's very sensitive. That's the same way the, the, the person who goes to the, experience the game and he's worried about what he's going to do afterwards is not, is not enjoying the game. The whole mila of it is it's to put your mind on hold and just enjoy being. That is the purpose of, that is what Carl is supposed to represent. That's what Urban introduced but that's, the purpose of Karla was not a hechatimsa to get anything afterwards. Then it's not Karla. The purpose of Karla was to create a, a period of time a person can, can experience in this world just being with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. 
when a person takes that experience of Chayim and he reduces it to just the physical element of it and it's enjoyable you get our society that eventually you, you, that causes the opposite that you have no other way to interface with it other than the physical element you have no way to interface with it through the experience of the pleasure of the thought process and Badafka it's done just in the physical sense you create almost a, 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 a nothingness and our society is busy creating nothingness that people spend hours and hours and hours just to nothingness that, that's, and, and, and they find it pleasurable because it is pleasurable because it's a moment of experiencing Chayim so when a person makes a decision to be involved with something like that what he's done is in some way he's the delicate ability to interface with the Kodesh Baruch Hu through our mind which allows for a more intense pleasure becomes damaged and the more you do it the more damaging it is so the problem of immersing in the secular world of entertainment is you're damaging the kalim that you have which allow you to experience a pleasure which is way beyond that but since this is pleasurable you don't understand that there's something more and you say well I, I want to enjoy pleasure Yitzhak we don't hear about him doing anything for the most part because that's what he did he didn't do, he just was he interfaced with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. he interfaced with the Kodesh Baruch Hu to such an extent that Elke Yitzhak was called upon him when he was still alive even Kodesh Baruch Hu, not Miyach Shmoy on, on, on a person who calls money Yitzchayim but by Yitzhak it was possible he was called by bias and he was blind because he had removed the Yitzhahara from himself so Yitzhak was living in Elam Haba in this world Yes, that's a serious thought process because that means he was, he, he, there was something which he had dedicated himself to do. But what he did himself to do was to be with the Kaddish Baruch He did himself to be. That's the, that's the laughter of Yitzchak Avinu. That's the pleasure that he was experiencing. Here's a fascinating thing. There's a minute with Yisrael that when you start teaching a child Torah, so many of you tell you teach them Vayikra. So at first glance, that's a very difficult thing to teach. The child has no experience in the, in the world of Vayikra. Of, of, of even, so you say stuff from Bracious. Some people skip Bracious even nowadays, right? Because we don't really relate to the creation. Ramavino is a great place to start. You know, there's our, he's, our, he's our, our ancestor, and he does chesed. And you know, there's a lot, many different kinuk lessons, etc. So what's shot in the minute to start from Vayikra? Well, as I'll say, that, that a child is that and Vayikra, Kurbanus is Tahara, that a Tahara should come and be Shoysik and Tahara, somebody who's Tahara should come and be Shoysik and Tahara. He said, the, the first message that you tell a child is that your learning is not about lessons to do something. Your learning is about the pressure of just learning. You're learning, well, what are you going to do with the information? 
Nothing. That's not the point. The point of learning is not to then go do something with it. The point of learning is because that's some place where a human being interfaces with his creator. That's why you learn Kabbalah. Yes, we understand there's importance to understand the concept of halacha, and we have to do that, etc. That's a component. It's basically, it says Nasa Benishma. Right, there's, there's that the, the, there's obviously a component of learning, which means we have to learn to know what to do. So that's what Nasa is. In Nasa is all the Nishmas. So what's Nishma? Nishma is the learning, not for the purpose of doing anything. Nishma is because, I, I, There's, we have a safer here. We have a few somewhere here that everybody watched like this. You know, his, has um, committed to to, to, to publish, etc. For a person named Tihir Skrzydzki. Tihir Skrzydzki was the rabbi in Omaha, Nebraska. He was a Chaimoris's cousin, and the Brisker said about that had he said in Europe, he would be bigger than a Chaimoris. But he ended up in Omaha, Nebraska. He was the rabbi Carl of Omaha, Nebraska. When he came there, there was like there was like seven or eight. Shul still, and he was the rub of all the shuls. He would go from shul to shul, etc. He was a rub there for over 50 years. He still did enough room. He sat and learned in his own his room, he, the average of 12, 14, 16 hours a day. So you have this Iliotsum learning 14 hours a day. The famous joke about this person, you know, that the Balabotim come to the rub and they have a complaint. Says they hired the rabbi because they heard he's a, big, he's a very big, knowledgeable person. But they see every night he's up very late studying. So if he knows everything already, why have to study? Because they thought they hired an older person. He keeps studying, must be, he doesn't know everything. We expect you to know. It's a mechotos. We want to back out of the deal. It's a good question. If the whole purpose of learning is to know. I mean, like, you know, you, you know already. You know what to do. You know, like, you know, how, much you know, how long does it take to know what to do? The Ibn Ezra says that the, the, the Reiki Moyach asked Akasha, what do Moshe Rabbeinu do 40, 40 days? And, you know, how long does it take to learn everything you have to know? 40 days? 40 nights? Like, what do you do for all that time? He says, Reiki Moyach, you know, ask such a question. Mm-hmm. That's not what we learn. That's not the, that's, that's not the, that's not the midst of Talmud That's the midst of putting on tefillin. If you don't know how to put on tefillin, you can't put on tefillin. The key of a mitzvah of tefillin is you to know how to put on tefillin. It might take you ten years to learn it, but that's that's that's. I don't need the mitzvah Talmud Torah to teach you to put, that. You have to learn how to put on tefillin. I don't need the mitzvah Talmud Torah to teach you that you have to learn how to put on tzitzis, which might you know there's there's there, it might take you a few years to figure out what, to learn hilchos tzitzis from the sugyas and the lamdas etc. and figure out what the mitzvah is exactly. They say that you know when when when, when Isil Salanta was was old, Rabbi was a young a young man. They brought Rabbi to talk to Yisrael and learning. Yisrael was an Iliotson. I mean, Yisrael was was known to be like he was an off the charts Ili. Tremendous Tamachoch. He spoke to Rabbi and learning, etc. And he said that the Bereshit has sent. The vehicle for the coming gen- the, the coming generations to withstand the challenges they're going to be challenged with. There's no society which has the challenges we, which we have. Repentance writes it says they, they ask you know the chum such a why why don't they introduce electricity? Why didn't they discover electricity? 
Like, electricity is a very good thing. Cars, etc. There are miles to it. He says, you know, once upon a time, person worked hard. Came home at the end of the day. It was dark. He went to sleep. And nowadays, we stay up to 3 o'clock in the morning on, the, on our, our game. Because nowadays, we're bored. We get in the car and we go to, like, you know, once then, like, you know, the Yates the Sahara was, like, you know, within a five mile radius. How, how far could you walk already? Nowadays, Baruch Hashem, the Yitzhahara is a 200 mile radius. <laughs> within two hours, you can go wherever you want and do everything. You can hop right yet every single entertainment you want in one night. Mehechatesi is such a good one. It says, so what's the option? We have to give us a, a, a lima, a, even a lima notaro, which will be a counterbalance to that. It says, that, that's Rukhaim's Torah. There's a masikis to that. The swar, the lumbus, the back, the tutstodim, the, the, the understanding, the, the mind is, is osuk, the fascinating understanding of something. That's our shashua. That's the geshmak that you have. The Rishab Rosh created a hechatimsa that we could relate to learning in such a way that it's just, it's, 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 it's pleasurable. And yes, there's an element of pain. Just like in the world of playing, there's an element of, play, of pain. You know, you've got to run. And it's, it's, but when you feel that, that element of the, of the, you did it, you did, you were able to be here and, and present in this world of nothingness. So Lahavdil, we're able to be present and feel our, our presence in the world of somethingness. That's the shashu of learning a piece, a piece of Gemara with the B'chaim is Mahalo. That's, that's, the, that's the purpose of learning. We need to feel that presence. We need to feel that, that our, our, our presence in that. The Bershom gave us an Echel to do that. It's an awesome thought process when we show Salam to and you talk to see the Mahalakha learning beforehand wasn't like that. But he said that the coming generation is, gonna, is going to need a whole different ballgame. Come on, somebody got to laugh at it. Anyway, okay. And that, as you understand, I mean, I just, I just saw this, this uh, statistic, whatever it is, I think, between the 20 and 30 year olds. They've become so dovic to their their computer that they're not interested in, in meaningful relationships with, with other 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 people anymore because they get this, their seepoke of relationships from the computer, from their their phone. Like over fifty percent of the, the twenty to thirty year olds say that they don't need feel the need to make meaningful social relationships because they get that chibur to their phone, to the the the. Uh, Whatever the computer game or the whatever it is that they have over there, and it has every element of, of fake life in it, they don't need anything more. It's like we became niskarber to nothingness. Zed said that there's ability to niskarber to somethingness, to, to the, the, the shashu of, of learning of learning a piece of Gemara. And yeah, it's hard. The first time you learn a piece of Gemara is very frustrating. We must have, you know, learning learning. Uh, Learning Hilchasitzes. Uh, I remember when I started learning Hilchasitzes. I had a chirusa. We're learning Hilchasitzes be'iyun. So we're you know, we're only constants. So you start you start the simmons. 
Simchas, you know, it's not very easy, etc. And you get to these halachas about when you need a new bracha, you don't need a new bracha. So you learn the first sif, you learn the Torah, the Mesiyosif, you learn the Sugya, you learn the, the sif, and you, so you work out the Metaz, you came out, oh, now you have the Klal. Makes sense? This is the Klal. It applies to all cases. So you go to the next sif, it's, the Klal is wrong. It doesn't fit that case. Start over again. It took me three first seders to work through five sifim five sif in Simen Ches. Three four hour first seders to work through that Simen. So five sifim. So my professor said to me, like, couldn't you just tell me this, like, up front? Like, in one sif? Like, you know, I'm like, you know, why do you do this to me? Just tell me to, just, just give me the final rule. Which, like, applies to all the cases. He says, that's not the point. The point is, the ASIC, yeah, it's painful, it's frustrating, you, know, you bang your head against the wall. Like you finally figure it out, and you go to the next step and say, ha, ha, ha. Like, you know, and it's happened five, four times. Like after I finished the, the, the first two sifts, I said, okay, now I have the cloud. Okay, let's go to the next sift. No, doesn't work. Start over again. I was, I was, I was, by the fifth time, I was already banging my head, head against the wall already. I was so frustrated. Yeah, that's the pain. And then, then the pleasure when you get it. The intense pleasure, I got it. I understand it. I understand the elements of terror. What, am I passing with that? That's not the point. Uh, he, your, your mind was also to understand the Barashim's Torah. That's the, that's, the moment, that's the place where you interface with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And with, without understanding any deep philosophical understandings, the Barashim made that we, we feel that pleasure. Even we're in our goof. Kabbalah Ben Barashim Kabbalah love Personally, I, I, you know, I don't enjoy it because you're focusing on the, 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 the steps of the process, which are frustrating. And but you know that there are the moments when you get it. So the guy says, you know, so they, you know, they tell you, so you come to God and say, Baruch Hashem, you know, like you, know, you spent my whole life being mercy and effort, you know. Come to God and they say, show you, there's a shadow of the Gemara. He says, no, like, this is my whole life. I was frustrated with it. Like, but that's that's Elam Habas, the shadow of the Gemara. That's Elam Habas, the shadow of the Gemara. So the calls man where we allow ourselves to become dovik in the physical expression of the shashua of Chayim, we dull our appreciation and our senses of the spiritual expression of the, the simcha of having Chayim, of the shashua of Chayim. So we hurt, we're, we're limiting ourselves. We're Affecting ourselves. So the person says, but you know, it's a hard question. I should give this up, which I know this works for me. For this one, which I don't know, it's, it's hard. So Mr. Sharm says, uh, there's a miss, there's a, there's a uh, something called a Ganem Avucha, the maze. Because the way the maze was made, it was this gigantic fields with different hedges, etc. And there was a raised pavilion. People in the middle of the pavilion could, could, could see all out, all over, everywhere over the maze. And they can tell you as you're walking through, they call out to you, go left, go right. You know, when you're walking through the hedges, they all look the same. And you can't tell which one is right, which one is wrong. He says, but the people, the raised up, they can tell you. So if you trust them, they tell you, so you'll, get to, you'll finally get to the end. If you don't trust me, listen, it all looks the same to me. Well, how, who said he knows more than me? So you'll never get there. 
So the the Ganem of Ucha is our life. You know, this is the path which provides pleasure. This is the path which provides pleasure. This has even a better pleasure than that pleasure. But that fellow over there says, you know, no, no, this is a better pleasure. Just trust me. So you have a choice. Do I listen or not? But this is true. It's tried and true, and I know it already. And it's not familiar with it. And it's you know, it's it's moishek, and it's addictive, and it's interesting, and it's fun. You know, and this I don't know. I don't find it fun. I find it hard. And there's uh, some rabbi with a long white beard who says, "I'm telling you, it's really gishmak." He says, "What do you know about gishmak? You don't understand gishmak. You never you never enjoyed the computer games. You don't understand what it's about, right?" So like, why should I listen to this rabbi with the white beard? You know, I'm a hekatesi. That's the challenge which we have in life because the version said there's a shashua which is the whole tachlis of the whole bria of being miscovered to the very island and feeling that pleasure. And the version said there's a vehicle how to do it in this world, which is it's a me'ain, a me'ain. And we do it just because we want to be there just to, to enjoy that, that process, just enjoy the, that interface with the Dvar Hashem. It is powerful. It's much more powerful than than what you see you get in this world. Yes, it takes a leap of faith because you don't necessarily get it right away, and uh, there's you're giving something up for it. But that's that's what Yitzchakovino. That's what Yitzchakovino is about. Yitzchakovino was that, that there is Avram, there's Yaakov, there's Yitzchak. Yitzchak is. He put his being into this interface with the Kodesh Baruch. And he had, he was a seichik. He was, it's a very serious thing. He's doing something very, which has, it's, it's interfacing with the Kodesh Baruch. But it's, it's a tremendous shashu, it's a tremendous pleasure. That's the seichik.